everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tubby Talk Shot here in Tubby Robot. I am, of course, I'm Terry with Terry Leahy Films, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts. I'm Chris. I'm Steve. And we are here to talk to you about video games, just like we do every week. We're so happy that you guys have been a part of our community. Uh, and please do more. Come in, talk to us. You can always come into this fine spot right here to do what? Oh, to come here to eat ice cream and play video games. Uh, At the same time, if you want. Yeah. That's what it's about. We're building us a little nerdy, ice creamy, beautiful community who just loves video games. <laughs> so, coming with you with another topic, as always, is one that's near and dear to all three of our hearts, and that is video game music. Guys, when did video game music first infect your brain and make you think that this is a superior art form to all <laughs> other kinds of music? You know, I, I think a lot of it came in. The NES, for me, uh, being formative, playing it for hours, playing it for days, playing it for weeks, all those tunes would get stuck in your head, mm -hmm. and you would hear them repeat. And they're not long songs. Back then, like, a, a video game track is 30 seconds, maybe a minute if you're lucky. Just infinitely looping. Just, just infinitely looping until you would beat the game. Uh, and some of the games would make you hate them, <laughs> uh, for sure. But the good ones, that loop would just become part of the feedback. Uh, you would, it would, it would kind of time your jumps to the to the music. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, and for me, uh, the, the first ones I remember rocking out to were Mega Man. Oh, of course. Mega Man, uh, we've talked a lot about Mega Man and Capcom games in general, but the music in them is pretty uniformly excellent. Yeah, wh what about you? Well, I was trying to think of the name of the composer of the Mega Man 2 and uh, on yeah. soundtracks. I can't remember her name. And I don't know how to pronounce it, so I won't say But it. we know she did it herself. Yeah. We do know that, which is insane when you start to think of the Mega Man songs. And this is how like iconic they are and how much they still hold up to this day. They do! Yeah. And she just had like a synthesizer and like a whatever you MIDI. I think it was like an eight-key keyboard. Or yeah. <laughs> she did a full piano. Banged out all those classics. Yeah, you didn't have the tools you have now back then. No. Like you had to, when you were making a, a game music, you were writing code a lot, uh, which is it's not a fun way to do music. Wait, really? Yeah. When you're programming a beat, yeah. you are literally programming the beat. You're saying how many milliseconds are between each of these crashes, these drum heads, these bass pounds. Yeah. Is electronica, does it exist because of gaming? Uh, I don't know if it's because. Uh, it, it always existed before as long as computers have existed. Yeah, I guess the that's second, true. The like, second computers came out, people were like, oh, this is a way that we can sequence music because it's rhythmic, uh, because it's repeatable. And computers are really good at rhythmic, repeatable yeah. things. Mm -hmm. it, it probably helped make it easier to create and it's helped like inspire video games i mean helped inspire a lot of the like electronic kind of like artists yeah. it, it must be just because some of the sounds are so similar especially like that like very digital electronic like like you say like the crash yeah it's very iconic you hear it all throughout the nes is life cycle and you also hear it throughout like a lot of like chiptune artists these days well what was cool back then was that every system had its own voice its own voicings, and uh, you can tell, like, if you're listening to a Genesis game versus a Super Nintendo game mm -hmm. versus an NES game, like, you can just tell by listening what system it is because the sounds um, are very unique. Uh, and with the NES, like, particularly the, the Mega Man games, they were kind of hearkening to almost uh, a heavy metal sort of sound. Yeah. But it did not sound like heavy metal. <laughs> no. It was taking, you know, a lot of the the melodies and the, the rhythms of heavy metal, but it, it sounded like a computer doing it. And not to make this all about Mega Man, but the, the, the beauty of that game, though, is the sound effects are also, in a lot of places, rigged to the soundtrack, yeah, which is incredible. Yeah, it's the same I'm type thinking of specifically, that, what is it, Quick Man? Oh, yeah. For you kids at home, look up what <laughs> is, because you know when you, if you play Mega Man, you know exactly what it is, and it is annoying. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is scary. And it's funny, if you look at uh, a lot of the sound effects back then, they are actually music. Their tones played uh, at, at different uh, levels um, really fast. Like the, the, the iconic Mario sounds, like the coin and the mushroom sound and the one-up sound, they're all, you can play them on a piano if you're fast enough. Uh, and you can, if you look that up on YouTube, actually, you can see people like Super Mario sounds on piano. Um, oh my god. Yeah, they're all just tones played in rapid succession. Really? Yep. It's cool. Like it's the same note, it's just they're speeding it up or something like that? Or? Yeah, well, it's this, it's one, it's, they take one of the instruments and it's playing like a series of, an arpeggio of like 10 notes really fast. So it mm -hmm. sounds like fewer than 10 mm -hmm. notes. Uh, it doesn't even sound like notes, but when you slow it down, you can hear it. Um, do, 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 do. Like, oh, that those are notes. It's not just a sound effect. They couldn't record things back then. Everything oh, was nice. just made of tones. Like there was like the Legend of Zelda chest opening. Yeah, little ditty. Da, 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 da. Well, I guess that's not it. No, uh, the, the secret. Of, yeah. yeah, the secret. Yeah, and I recently learned how to play that oh, on guitar, good. which is cool. It's like you think it's a sound effect, but it's music. Oh, Here's wow. the thing about um, video game music that to me is different than any other kind of music is that. It is transportative, and I immediately can recognize a video game lick still to this day, <laughs> where I won't be able to tri figure out what like guitar riff it is from music, but I can instantly figure out what a Nintendo thing is. And I think that's just the way they designed it, probably to be very catchy and remember it. But there's not a person on the planet that doesn't know the Super Mario Brothers original theme. It's hard to evaluate. Like, I, I was trying to think, like, you know, I love those old songs. I don't know if it's nostalgia or if it's like the composition. And I can't gauge personally, like I am a, a totally biased observer. There's no way for me to say like, this is a great composition because of that. It's just like, it's coming home, you know? And you, you can't beat that feeling. I know what you mean. <laughs> Except Castlevania, most of like the big songs from Castlevania, I'm pretty sure if they were just done on like, Mario Orchestra would be amazing. That's true. That's I'm sure they have been, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like like that music, if you like Baroque style, like classical music, I'm pretty sure it's just like, it was awesome, music. except yeah. it was turned into boops and bips for the game, but then when you put it back into an orchestra, it sounds... So well, the question is, like though, music. would you love it as much had you not played the game? Me personally? No, because I don't like Baroque classical music. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> yeah, I... But now, yeah. because you have that context. But, yeah, but, well, I, that, like I was um, saying before, like I have the context for Castlevania. That's why I brought up that game in particular. I can't tell you which song, which game, uh, which song, oh, which yeah. song, which game, oh, I or the name of the, what it's a song. I know the names of you the can't songs. The Castlevanias. I, I know I the names of the games, and I don't know which is which. Because which. a lot but of you the, know the original. The da -na 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 I always think that's from two. Something else. No, it's the very first one when he's walking up and you see the castle in the background. And then it's the first stage. <laughs> yeah, and that's the first level. Yeah, that's kind of the, I know that the, the famous yeah, Castlevania yeah, song. Yeah, the intro. I don't. I don't. I don't remember the intro screen. Oh! I need to go back and play Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you clearly do, and it, you should put it on Wall of Vision so that you can remind yourself. Um, I, I mean, I can go all the way back. I mean, Balloon Fight is still in my head. <laughs> That's like the first music and, ever. And those are repeated, and they're very simple and very short, but it just keeps going and going and going. And probably because you've heard tens of hours of that music. Yeah. Um, and it's one, yeah, and it's a loop. It's a very yeah. simple loop, but I remember it. And when 
Nintendo's always good about their nostalgia. So when they pop something from way back then into like a Mario, uh, into like a Mario Odyssey, or suddenly the balloon fight theme is playing in Super Smash Bros. Melee or something like that, I flip out. Just, like, (laughs) this is the coolest and it's orchestral now and different. We should talk about that, by the way, because when we fell in love with it, it was still beeps and boops, so for me, I've really, really enjoyed it being brought into the later platforms Mm -hmm. and given full orchestras behind it, or converted completely into, you know, um, uh, still instrumental songs, but, But you know, like rock songs or... um, or rap songs or anything, you know, of course I'm gonna give a shout out to Sonic Adventure 2. That's right. <laughs> the greatest video game soundtrack in the world. That's right. But that and but that's a point, is we had full instrumental orchestras like you have in films, and we also have soundtracks, which are also in movies too. Yeah. So it's crazy that games have soundtracks and things, and it's become this something that was literally just some woman on a nine-key keyboard just hitting things by herself with a computer is now being done by like John Williams-esque performers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's fascinating. I, I always thought about that video game music had a lot in common with classical music mm. uh, because it's, it's a background thing. There There is no words, uh, but it's very intricate compositions with layers of uh, different instruments at the same time. Uh, and, and kind of like, you know, there, there is a classical scene now. There is new classical music, but it's not nearly as popular as video game music, mm-hmm. uh, which fulfills a very similar, and you, you could make a similar argument for soundtracks in, in movies and TV, I suppose, as well. But game music, it's like an earwig. Like, it really bores itself into your brain like nothing else. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny, it's been it's been great to watch the technology evolve with it. Like you mentioned, like now it's full orchestrated things, and there was, uh, there was a slope, right? Like, mm-hmm. we went from 8-bit to 16-bit, which sounded awesome at the time. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, I remember uh, Nintendo's big ad campaign for the Super Nintendo, in the later years at least, was Play It Loud, because they were yeah. like, our sound chip sounds so cool, mm-hmm. listen to this music, and it did sound great. Like, they started releasing CDs of their music for the first time yeah. in the Super Nintendo age. Yeah, I'll t- I mean, I'll, I, I gotta go back to Mega Man. Do you, like, the Mega Man X theme started. That's awesome. Like, that was such an upgrade from what we yeah. had, and still had the magic of. It was so. That had to be what they were trying to do all along. Yeah. Like that, when that first Mega Man X thing starts, you're just like, oh my god, this is the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever had. I feel cool for the first time ever. <laughs> I mean, that can be said for a lot for Mega Man X, though. It was kind of what they always wanted to do with Mega Man, and the 8 bit limitations kept them. They made awesome games with those 8-bit limitations, mm-hmm. but you could tell they wanted to do a little bit more than with X they were I mean, able to do. Mega Man X could be argued to be a nearly perfect video game. Yeah. All, nearly all, all regards. I would argue in favor of that. I, <laughs> yeah. There's very few things that I find fault with that game that I don't find the same fault in most other games. Yeah. Yeah. And then moving up, uh, you went to 16-bit, you went to 32-bit, which most of the systems had CDs. And now you actually have CD-quality sound. Uh, for the first time, I remember most notably, like in games like Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Metal Gear Solid was fully orchestrated. Um, the Sonic CD had like a fully, like I don't remember, but it was like a fully like orchestrated soundtrack. Yeah. I unfortunately never got. It was one of those games I always read about and never got to play. It's still haunting me to this day. But I think it was like jazzy rock. If I remember correctly. <laughs> that it sounds was right. It, was, it, it, w- it would make sense based on the later Sonic games for Jazzy Rock, but I think it was like kind of like Jazzy style, like 
easy listening rock. But in a Sonic game, we're just running fast and fighting Metal Sonic, and just having those dulcet tunes in the background were amazing. And you're the one who told me that a certain Mr. Jackson might have been involved in Sonic. Yeah, and uh, Sonic Three. But yes. think about that. Michael Jackson. The rumor is that he is allegedly pink. programmed a lot of the um, background music, and then he didn't want it to be credited for it. So he was never officially credited, but if you listen to especially um, the uh, the Crystal Zone, I forget what it's called, mm -hmm. and the Fire Zone, it sounds like a Michael Jackson composition, <laughs> 100%. I'm just thinking of when Knuckles shows up. Da, 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 da. That reminds me of Michael yeah. Jackson, just being cool. And then he, you know, laughs at you and runs away. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> How did he stop Supersonic, by the way? He had Knuckles. He punched him really hard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah the, the, the physics of Supersonic are sort of uh, hand-wavy. That's anyway, true. Right? I, I, I was just upset that um, Sonic didn't achieve Supersonic by Knuckles, or Dr. Robotnik more fittingly, raising tails up to the air and exploding <laughs> them with his mind. But, hey. There would be a good, a good crossover. Miles Krillin Prower. <laughs> <laughs> what was interesting back then was when the first CD bass games started coming out, you could actually put them in a CD music player and hear the tracks. That's right. I, I had a PlayStation game, first generation PlayStation, that I used to play in my CD player just because I didn't have a PlayStation, but I'm like, I want to listen to this all the time, and it was awesome. Yeah. Do you remember a uh, soundtrack that first came out that was just so beautiful it might have moved you to tears? I definitely do. I do too. I mean, the first one that comes to mind moving me to tears through the soundtrack and the story is Chrono Trigger. Mm. Yeah! Chrono Trigger okay. is a fantastic soundtrack like most Square games. I mean, Square is one of the best. When you talk about orchestral, classical sounding, yeah. very deep music. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely cried playing Chrono Trigger. Right from the rip, just the clock. Yeah. And, and the then music slowly fades. And, and then you're just like, <gasps> <gasps> and if you watch the whole intro scene, like it's moving. Yep. But I, that that is a beautiful game. Unfortunately, I didn't play that game during the Super Nintendo era. Mm. I think it was still just a little beyond me because mm. it is it's a pretty deep game. Yeah. Like, it's not for the faint of heart, either. Yeah. No, and back then, I remember saving up all my Toys R Us bucks. It was 80 bucks. 80 bucks to play that game. Mm -hmm. But, for me, probably at the same, around the same age I uh, that you were when you experienced that, I experienced the Final Fantasy VII soundtrack for the first time, and story, and good God. <laughs> I just had no idea. Especially if you had remembered the original Final Fantasy. Because the theme is there. Oh, nice. There are hints of the theme still there. But the battle theme, the opening theme, and then of course... The one when The Nigel. sword coming through <laughs> that poor girl's oh, chest. Yes. And Spoilers! everybody dies. Yep. If you're watching that and you're not crying, you're not human. That is such a difficult scene. So and, I, is that the same scene with... No, no, that's not. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think like, so. I was like, I was like, I don't think that would fit that country moment. He says a sort of this was uh, <laughs> this was Aerith. <laughs> okay. This was the, the death. Is it Aerith or Eris? Eris. Eris. Uh, but I think it depends on no, your it's, region. Yeah, I think it's Aerith. I think here. it is a region. Okay. Here it's Aerith. Yeah. But boy, that still shakes me up to this day. And y'all know I'm a fanboy for Kingdom Hearts. Yep. But when the Final Fantasy music just starts playing in the middle of Kingdom Hearts, I lost my mind. <laughs> like, just <laughs> like melancholy crying. It's one of those soundtracks that still has an effect on me to this day. Another one, like in the movie world, like think of when you hear the Forrest Gump theme 
and Jenny just died and you just lose it. Like to me, those same kinds of themes exist in video game music. Um, the first time I got 120 stars in Super Mario 64 mm. and watched that credit sequence where it kind of goes through everything, right after Peach you. tells you she's going to bake you a cake. <laughs> yeah. Which she should keep doing. Like, I, I'm doing anything for a cake, man. Yeah, uh, I actually. Was get... that the problem? One of the later Wii ones? With that a cake? She baked a, plate, uh, a cake and Mario and Luigi went to go eat it and then Bowser stole it. Yes. Alright, well, so. then, then, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers Wii, they, okay. there's a cake, and then all the Koopalings pop out of it. Okay. Oh, that's right. And that's the, the beginning of that's it. That's what I was uh, thinking of. But I, I get very teary just hearing the music of the credit songs on Mario, for all of them. Um, especially, like, Mario 2. For some reason, I hear that one, and it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's Mario's sleeping. He's sleeping, yeah. He's sleeping, and it's just going through all the enemies' names, mm -hmm. and that music, like, ugh. It's like a nice, like, medley of all the themes throughout the game. Yep. And with Mario 2, is it like a, like a slowed down, like sleepy version yeah, of like the song? Yeah, it's like a slowed down, sleepy yeah. version. Oh, it's, it's actually an original composition. Oh, okay. um, I don't think it ties directly oh, to that Oh, because that one stuff. doesn't medley, okay. Uh, but it's really good and yeah. really... I don't know why, but ending credits make me sad. Oh, and the Mario World thing will kill me too. And, it's, and that's poppy the whole time, but then at the end it's just like... Just destroys me, man. It's like, I spent a lot of time on this. And I feel accomplished. Like it, it feels like you fin you finished a quest, and you get a little music about it. So. I think that's part of it. It's it's we went on a journey through that game, and now it's over, and now it's kind of sad. You know, you yeah. say goodbye to some friends. You made it's, you had a great journey. It's kind of like that song that Mr. Rogers sings at the end of every episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. we wind it down. He's like, goodbye, my friends. Until next time. You're just like, dude, that game feels too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Anything give you <laughs> the feels? Uh, the first game that gave me like. Besides, you know, playing Chrono Trigger, like the first game they haven't spoken about, I'll, I'll say. Sure. They really sucked me in with the music and gave me all sorts of emotions was Mass Effect. The original Mass Effect game with the original composer, whose name I don't remember, but he's not the, <laughs> he's not the composer of the later few games. And he's gone on to do a lot of TV shows and movies in particular. And um, I always feel a little bit of uh, pride when I see his name, because I'm like, I remember the game that you first produced the music for, and it made me feel right here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just very like, operatic and like bombastic there's lots of drums but like you know what you expect from like a space opera style game but there's also a lot of electronica style music for like the background music especially on like the space station because it's still sci-fi yeah so like the citadel mm -hmm. was the main space station that you spent most of your time on and the theme that played during most of the, the interactions there was like this nice unobtrusive but like fitting theme and then whenever stuff was starting to go down it kind of ramped up a little bit and the same theme just turned like more serious more urgent i like that the music is being informed by the story of the game and yeah. by what's happening in the game yeah and, and like the fact that with especially when you know skipping past the 32-bit era but even some games during then were able to incorporate especially when you started adding cutscenes to everything mm -hmm. that was kind of the upside to the downside of not being able to play <laughs> yeah. and having to watch acquisition i know some people are really upset about that like chris over here but I hate cutscenes. <laughs> but part of the upside is they're able to tailor music for the moments that mm -hmm. they're crafting for you. And it all just goes together like in a movie or TV show. It just happens to be in the middle of your video game, which can be annoying. There's one game that does it and has consistently done it since it started in 8-bit of create a, a feeling of loneliness and fear exceptionally well. And that's Metroid. Mm -hmm. The yes. original Metroid song, you feel like you're exploring an alien planet. 
Now, it's being developed on the heels of like alien aliens yeah. coming out, so they had stuff to look at if <laughs> yeah. they wanted to be informed of like how to do that. But it does it exceedingly well. And then uh, as it went forward, just having that song upgraded more and more, and then it shows up in Metroid Prime. No, yeah. And you're like, oh my god, because then you're in the helmet, like looking around, and like there's parts of that game that are a little frightening and definitely show loneliness, and the music is just. Doo. Like, just these little beats yeah. coming throughout. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> like, when Ridley shows up the first time. I want to give a special mention to a game that doesn't do it through music, necessarily, but definitely does it through sound effects. Do you remember the first time you played Resident Evil 2? Yes. And those crows came through that window? Anything breaking That's through that window. Anything. Oh. That's the scariest moment of my life. <laughs> Like, I don't ever remember shrieking in horror like I did when that happened. Well, that's scary movie, a moment in my life comes from Resident Evil 2 as well. But it wasn't the crews, they kind of got me. But what got me was when you first in the police station and the, uh, the liquor thing breaks the glass and my, the controller flew out of my hand. <laughs> I dropped it, died, had no memory card. So at that point, I was like two or three hours in and had to start all over. So I just stopped playing it. So I've never played it since then. So, you never, talk about you never, oh, wow. never, never finished Resident <laughs> Evil 2 because I played it and died because I was too scared. That's fair. And I'm not scared by anything in video games or movies except for that. And it made me lose and I just felt like I'm. it beat me. What I used it to get won. amped up by, like musically and atmospherically, uh, originally it was Wolfenstein 3D <laughs> and then even more so Doom. But like they played these like really like intense kind of building tracks and uh, all, almost all of Doom ripped off directly from heavy metal songs like <laughs> yeah. there there's like comparison videos you can see is like oh this map is directly fried tied from mega death and this one's from iron maiden and it's like oh yeah that riff is totally stolen but i don't care because it sounds awesome yeah because i remember hearing about that the song that plays when you're fighting like mecha, mecha hitler at the end of uh Wolfenstein is for who the belt <laughs> for who the totally belt totally rip off of for who the belt was. <laughs> that's but, great yeah. But yeah, uh, and, and a lot of that was also tied to the hardware because uh, back then it was the Sound Blaster was the card in your PC that made the MIDI yeah. music happen. And depending on which Sound Blaster you had, the music sounded very different. It was voiced mm -hmm. differently. Uh, and I just remember very specifically what the Packard Bell computer sounded like because my cousin John had a Packard Bell and he had Wolfenstein 3D and mm -hmm. I'd go over his house and I'd play it and just be like, oh my god, I'm so amped up. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just like this tense building, uh, it, it, you go back now and it's laughable to look at the graphics, uh, but just like, you turn a corner and suddenly, like, ah-choo, and it's just like, Germans <laughs> shooting you, dogs biting you from behind. Of course. Yeah. In typical great. Wolfenstein uh, fashion, there's always dogs. But Doom, Doom was epic in every way, uh, but the music, I go back and listen to that, the, the MIDI of that still, a lot. Like, if I want to get amped up, put that on, just like, what's up next? <laughs> so there's a couple of cool things, uh, well, let's talk about this first. The growth of the music that has been done with games that still exist, that existed back then, I think is one of the coolest things. I remember um, through N64, Zelda was Zelda. It was getting a little bit better, but it was still the MIDI track. And then it was Skyward Sword, where it hits you with full orchestra for the first time ever. And it just blew my face off. Like, <laughs> The growth of these games is incredible. That like they've all had like ten to twelve sequels at this point, and the music is just getting better and better and better. Maybe the game isn't, but the music <laughs> definitely keeps getting better. 
and uh, it's more interesting and more attention is being paid to it. It's, it's beautiful. And then Breath of the Wild was able to culminate gameplay and music, at least the way I feel. And it was just like the perfect Zelda game with the perfect orchestral soundtrack. Absolutely. I do feel though that sometimes there's a regression where the technology gets better and the instrumentation gets fancier. Like you were talking about Metroid before, and I love Metroid, all the music of it, but I actually felt that from a music standpoint, the Prime series was a step back from Super mm. Metroid mm. Um, in terms of the just, I don't remember music from Metroid Prime very well. Like it's very atmospheric, yeah. it's great for the moment, but like, I'm like, oh, let me think of the Fendrana Drifts theme song, <laughs> I, I can't. But I remember every track from Super Metroid. That's true. Uh, and uh, I was talking to Steve about this a couple months ago, like the Kraid theme from the original oh, yeah. Metroid is a weird, amazing song. Mm -hmm. um, it's just like a weird Baroque thing that goes off in crazy tangents. Do, 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 do. And then it goes, do, 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 do. Right. Oh, it's so good and weird. And it makes you feel weird. And that's how you should feel when you're fighting Kraid. Yes. <laughs> and by the way, the latest Mario had incredible music. Yes. Mario Odyssey had incredible music that used some of the original NES 8-bit parts yes. in it. It was incredible. Yeah. Like I think like clearly, well, as we all know, Shigeru Miyamoto is also a musician and you can yeah. tell, like you can tell right in yeah. everything that he's created, how powerful it is. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, remember, I remember a couple of years ago, uh, was it Conan or was it Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon? Fallon? Jimmy Fallon, there was a- uh, oh, yeah. Shigeru Miyamoto was on the show and, and playing with the Roots. He was, yeah. yeah, the Roots were playing the Mario theme, and Miyamoto was on guitar playing yeah. the Mario theme with them. And I was like, "This is the best, <laughs> the best, this the is best." A, this is a great segue, by the way, because I want to talk about specifically the Mario music. What is your favorite Mario music out of a game? Uh, I think I would go Yoshi's Island. Wow. I love the tunes in Yoshi Island, especially like the athletic theme. Um, it's, it's a lot of it. <sighs> well, that's, that's, that's the intro to every theme. Uh, but uh, it's the one that sounds like an old timey, almost ragtime. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. See, I'm there. I'm there. I'm already there. Yeah. Someone is just going doo doo doo. And I'm there. I'm transported. I'm looking at it. Like just tongue thrown and grabbing that little Mario. That's an incredible game, by the way. And, and they were uh, just doing amazing things with the sound chip at that point. Like, they knew it inside and out, so they were just throwing weird noises mm -hmm. and atmospheric sounds, uh, but it was all really good. Yeah, I really am trying to think of my favorite Mario music. <laughs> I can't because the New Donk City theme <laughs> is stuck in my head ever since. New Don Terry brought up uh, Odyssey a couple minutes ago, and yeah. now just are you talking about the one that she sings? Yeah, the the the, the vocal one. Yeah. I don't know the words. It's back to you, or so I don't I don't know the words. I know the melody because it's ingrained. <laughs> they say Odyssey a bunch of times though. Uh, well, what's cool about that song? I, I mean, I actually got. Welled up when, when uh, at the end of one of the Me levels, <laughs> yeah, there is a New Donk City festival that happens, yes. and you become 2D Mario, and you are going through the stages of Donkey Kong, and they're playing that song in the background with fireworks, and the whole city yeah. celebrating. And it's a goofy, <laughs> it's a goofy song. It's really goofy, and you're just playing through Donkey Kong. But I was like, oh my god, this is calling back to so many things, mm -hmm. and to see it celebrated in this manner is amazing. amazing. For me, it's on the weakest audio system is my favorite Mario game soundtrack, and that's Super Mario, Mario Land. Land. Yeah. Uh, Mario Land is good. So catchy, the Birabudo Kingdom <laughs> of just the, the first one, and it's, it's nothing, but it is the catchiest song. That first level is perfect. 
And it's the it's the first thing you hear after the ding. Yeah, because the, the title screen we used to have blank. to watch Nintendo come down before we could play a game. Yeah, uh, that one's great. Uh, have you ever? There's a great cover you might like. Uh, there's this little. I think it's just one guy. It's called Ten Guy Ukulele Orchestra, but he does a cover of Super Mario Land. Oh my god! Uh, and it's it's kind of a, a sleepy version, and it it hits the feels. It's good. Like, have you heard of uh, Smooth McGroove? I've Smooth heard. McGroove. Yes. He is incredible. Like he's doing it a cappella, and it's still hitting. He's me. the guy with the beard you always see. Oh god, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's got one of uh, the Mario World one is sticking out to me right now because it's the. Like there's so much in that. Speaking of so much in that in the Super Nintendo Donkey Kong Country. Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. Uh, you you can't really beat that soundtrack. Some people say like the second one's better. Nah, first one's good. That first track, it has so many movements. Just cranky on his old system. <laughs> Donkey Kong showing up like a thug. <laughs> it was so 90s, that intro. He's like, hey, I'm a cool surfer dude, and you're old and lame, old man. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And here's a bomb. <laughs> I'll blow you, yeah. You get blown up. Uh, but I mean, the first level soundtrack. Uh, yeah. So good. It starts with the, those bongo drums. Do, 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 do. Uh, and it, it just, it has like six different movements that's almost like totally different songs in that one track. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and they bring it back every Donkey Kong Country uh, after the third one, I believe, uh, because in Donkey Kong Country Returns, it's it's heavily featured yeah. in that. And Tropical Freeze, I think they even bring it back there. Uh, Criminally underrated games. Yeah. Underplayed more than underrated, yeah. I would say. Well, what's funny is that the sales on Donkey Kong Country Returns are huge. Like, it sold like nuts, but nobody talks about that game. Why? But it was one of the top-selling Wii games. It was, I think it's in the top five. So nice. strange. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, everyone owned the Wii, and I guess a lot of people like Donkey Kong. Uh, so, a lot of people have it, but no one Maybe talks it was just it. too hard, so a lot of... <laughs> it was people hard. who didn't grow up playing Donkey Kong Country were just like, this game's impossible. Yeah. It's not as easy as Donkey Kong was back in my day with four screens. <laughs> yeah, and actually going back, it's funny that you, you mentioned... You the DK rap? Well, DK rap is... DK rap is something special. It is. I, it's, 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 Damn it, it is. It's endured as a meme to this day. Like I wish I knew the lyrics. We could do it right now. <laughs> he has no style. He has no <laughs> grace. Going right to Lanky? Yeah, that's the best part. <laughs> that's a funny face. Oh, it's so bad. It's horrible. Can he handstand when he needs to? He can, and he can <laughs> puff up just like a balloon. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I will say his coconut gun can fire his but If he shoots, it's going to hurt. All right. Let's <laughs> start. Like a, that's like a Weird Al rap. Like it has that the level of. It's like if Weird Al went one quarter speed and rapped, it would be the that. Yeah. But uh, you were talking about Game Boy, like that that yeah. hit you there. Um, we've talked about uh, the Zelda Link's Awakening. That has a, would, such a yeah. good soundtrack. My favorite rendition of uh, the Zelda theme song ever is the the Tall Tall Heights, the mountain mm. music. It's the same Zelda theme. But uh, so much more. Epic. I have to go back and play this one. This one I didn't play a lot of. It's got this like driving like urgent strings thing mm. happening on a Game Boy. Like <laughs> Game Boy, and again, like I think I've mentioned this before, but Game Boy is the tool used by chiptune artists. Like they yeah. still use the yeah. hardware of a Game Boy because nothing sounds like it, uh, and it's portable, and you can just bring it to a gig and play your chiptune music. That's amazing. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um. Some of the newer games that are that are coming out just have incredible songs. Like it doesn't, but they don't hit me. Like 
those classic ones do. And maybe it's because they are a little more informed by all styles of current music because you can put anything you want on them now. You're not limited. I mean, mm. sometimes the greatest compositions come from limited environments, I guess I still think. Yeah, like, sometimes the best art comes from limitations and trying to overcome and outgrow those limitations that you start with. I mm -hmm. agree. I mean, that's, I love making these mosaics because it was a limitation. You know, like, I had a very limited resolution to work with and limited colors, uh, and it was tons of fun. Uh, it, it makes you, it forces you to push. Uh, sometimes, like, too many options is too much. Like, I remember when I was a kid, I first started pirating software. <laughs> I'm going to put it out there. Kazaa. I was a little kid. <laughs> Pre Kazaa, but Kazaa too. Oh, I'd wow. be like, oh, I want to make things. I'm going to get 3D Studio Max. I'm going to get Photoshop. <laughs> I'm going to get Premiere. Yeah. I'm going to get all this stuff that I can't afford because I'm a little kid. I'm going to learn how to do it all. And it's like, all right, I have all these tools now. I can do anything I want. Oh, what do I do? And I, I could not really pull myself to make anything because back when I had the limitations of Microsoft Paint, like, I could make a new thing every day, and, uh, and it was always something interesting. But mm -hmm. now that I had limited possibilities, it was overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Couldn't make it. And still, to this day, like, when I make something, like, artistic, I like to limit myself in some way. Like, only this color, only this medium. Like, really tight constraints, I feel, can be very important. So you're saying you were a pretty good musician when it came to Mario Paint. Oh, I love Mario Paint, yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Of course. Did you have Mario Paint? No. I never had an SNES. I, I never, never played it when I borrowed yours either for some reason. Yeah. Uh, Mario Paint was one. I got really good at drawing with the mouse. For some reason, what was it, the baby? Yeah, the baby was You could put different things in there so it made different noises. I There's mean. like 16 different voices. <laughs> and one of them was the baby, which was just like. And there was a dog and there was a cat. Yeah. Uh, but then there were, you, you would use things like the car was good for bass, and mm -hmm. the, the heart was great for bass as well. Um, there's a frog. There's the frog? I don't remember what the frog did. Probably uh, riveted, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and then there was, uh, the swan was like an orchestra hit, which, orchestra hit sounds awesome, yeah. and that's always fun to throw in. The other thing I wanted to talk to you guys about with, um, video game music is this new thing that it has spawned. Like, there are... People doing what you're called, what was it called? Chip? Well, Chip Tune? Yeah. There's yeah. Chip Tune. There are also some of the best heavy metal covers of some of these songs that I have ever heard. Like you've mentioned before on the show, this band, The Megas. Yeah. Have you checked is, out any of their stuff yet? Yeah, I have. <laughs> but they're like the, the, exactly what happens when gaming music inspires you and you create this thing. Can you guys talk a little bit about that kind of stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, the Megas are huge. They take the uh, the soundtrack of the Mega Man games and turn them into a rock opera. They add words, and they're doing it with a real live band. And I've seen them yeah. live, and they're really fun. <laughs> uh, but but uh, there's a lot of video game cover bands. It's a whole genre. It's a whole thing. There, there's a, a convention, convention called yeah. MAGFest that is all about video game music, and tons of bands yeah, we go there. Get you one of these I would years. love to go to MAGFest. It's in uh, Baltimore, I believe, so it's yeah. not even far away. Not we just haven't had a chance yet. It would be amazing. We'll uh, do this show there if you want. <laughs> yeah. there, there's bands out there. Uh, yeah, them. it's all the way from like the mini bosses. I know which you well, turned me on to, one of the old school ones. Yeah, yeah but then they has. Oh, so you mean just Magfest? Magfest. Well, just any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there'll be like the Megas will play Magfest like almost every year. Uh, Arm Cannon is another one. It's a band. They. It's more like industrial electronica. I want to say kind of. It's all mm -hmm. really hard, like synthetic sounds. But it comes off. It comes across amazingly, especially their Mega Man X medley. Is one of my favorite like video game music things ever. 
and then there's um Mega Ran who does makes rap songs out of Mega Man uh, tracks and also Final Fantasy VII. He has a two-part album called White Materia and Black Materia. Cool. Where he takes off and he and like he makes like a I think that those are like um, rap operas. And he's a Philly guy. Oh. Yeah, he's from Philly too. Like I think those are rap operas based on the game. Yeah, he's yeah, almost more of like he's like a nerdcore crossover with like game um, kind of like tribute as well. Yeah, yeah. like um, him and the Megas were both officially unofficially sanctioned by Capcom. Yeah. <laughs> like when they first started their stuff online, Capcom was like, we like it. We'll mention it on our blog and not sue you. <laughs> so they were like, great. But then was, Capcom will have um, events. And they're, those two in particular are always invited. They're like, yeah, we're having some kind of event, like first, like Street Fighter or something. Come on by and play some music. Yeah. And it, it's amazing that they're, they've been embraced by the IP holders because the creator of Mega Man isn't there anymore. And I don't think the, the composer is there anymore either. Yeah. But... The fact that they allow them to do this without sending uh, cease and desist orders is pretty awesome. <laughs> There's a couple people like that who have uh, add, add lyrics, and that's kind of like I guess one of the dividing lines. There's a lot of cover bands that are pure instrumental, yeah. uh, and there, there's awesome bands like uh, well, XOC is an artist. If mm -hmm. you haven't heard any of XOC stuff, you should. I haven't. Oh my god, get his Mario World soundtrack, get his Mario Three soundtrack, uh, and I'm the hero. Did I haven't checked it out? Uh, I played a lot in the shop. Oh. Uh, and he did. So one of my favorite. Back up real quick. Did you hear that at home? You can come <laughs> to an ice cream shop and hear video game cover music. Video game cover music. Yes. And I used to think the only nerdcore was in here. <laughs> it's a genre. Yup. Uh, but XOC, everything he does is. I think it's a he. I've never even seen a photo. Mm. I have, it's just some person who makes amazing music. Uh, he covered. One of my favorite soundtracks the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> you got me. One of my favorite soundtracks of all time that no one knows about is Gremlins 2, the new batch on the NES. <laughs> it's, it's a weird game tie-in that not a lot of people played. It was a Sunsoft game. It was really good. I recently beat it for the first time. Fantastic. Nice. Uh, but he did a cover of its soundtrack. Like, out of nowhere, like, is this guy reading my brain? Like, I need to, like, just bro hug. Yeah. What, like, and I, I bought them all. Like, it's like, oh, five bucks. It suggests, I'm like, $10 for you, my good sir. <laughs> you deserve the $10. <laughs> uh -huh. Absolutely. There's a, there's another band called Kirby's Dream Band. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> Kirby. They did a, a Kickstarter a couple years ago uh, with their debut album. They have two now, uh, but they, they cover not only Kirby, but lots of video game staples, Final Fantasy, Chrono Trigger mm. stuff. Really good. Pokemon. By the way, what is up with the end of some of the Kirby games having like this ripping music? Like, he just went on the most amazing journey. Because he did. And he's he like riding, uh, I think it's Superstar where he's riding a motorcycle. <laughs> God bless you, Kirby. The thing that I wanted to do though is let's see if we can guess that theme. I was wondering if you were going to do this. Yeah. And I was like, please don't do it Castlevania. I, or do it because it'll be funny to watch me get them all slightly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> So, everybody try and think of one that the rest of us should get, but okay. is a little bit gotcha. out there. Gotcha. Yeah. And I'm happy to go first. Battle Toads pause music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, did you hear that? I did nothing. <laughs> I did two little drum beats and everyone knew what it was. That is video game music. That's how powerful it is, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that was so fast. So, yeah. Yeah. Sorry for just yelling it out and spoiling the suspense, it. but I was like, I can't. No, I, I don't. You do it immediately. <laughs> I guess it's my turn then, since I. Yeah, yeah, up. you're up. Okay. This one's a little bit simpler, though. 
everybody should know it by now, so I don't. I mean, everybody. Yeah, everybody should know this. Running down your mind. <laughs> yeah. It's Sonic. Guys come back for more. Yeah. Yeah, it's Live and Learn from Sonic Venture 2. Oh, my God. Live and Learn. <laughs> it's a song that played while you're, fi- you're supersonic flying around in space fighting the last boss. Yeah. Which is where Dinosaur Monster, Dr. Robotnik, created. And you turn supersonic and that first lick just comes in the middle of it. Like, it just, come, it just comes to edge of screen, like, fades in. And just plays through the entire boss fight. If you take too long, it plays again. <laughs> I'll tell you what. The <laughs> Which is the best part. The beginning of that game. Rolling around at the speed of sound. Oh, my God. It's not the first time we've sung that song on this show. No, I mean, that's a meme into itself. Like, people just bring that out. That's why I was trying not to do that one. Escape from the city. Escape from the city. But then, knuckles to your candy. He's getting knuckles on his head. Okay. Hey, okay, Sonic Adventure 2 special mention that that should be a soundtrack. If that's not a soundtrack on a CD, I'll be upset. Here's one that comes to mind. So what's from? We're in Mario. Yes. But it's the same other uh, underground. Not underground sand. Sand I was thinking when you go through the red doors. Am I wrong? Uh, no, because there it, it actually plays the. Yeah, that was the oh, Mario. Right? It's a little warped though. Yeah, 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 yeah it's a little warped. Yeah, when you have, like no, 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 most notably in the desert world when you went into the pots. He had to run away from the face. I forget yeah. what the guy's name was. Yeah. But that was the music I would always Fanto. play. Fanto. Fanto. <laughs> Nicely done. Nice ball. Okay. Yeah. Now how about uh how about this one? No, that's already another, <laughs> that's another Mega Man one. <laughs> that's it's Mega Man, Man 2. Two. Okay. <laughs> no, it, it is Capcom though I'm thinking of, so I'm trying to. Are you thinking of uh uh It's one we played all the time in the arcade. Captain America's in it. It's Super Mario. Yeah, it's a screen. All two girls are That's what I was right? Gonna take you for a over and over. <laughs> we got taken for that ride. Oh my god, times. that soundtrack was weird. Marvel's yeah. was that, that was the most popular game that in that series and the weirdest soundtrack. I mean, it was jazz. Straight up just jazz. Yeah. Not jazz, rock fusion. It was just <laughs> jazz. jazz. Just jazz. Uh, yeah, it was um, punch my Texas punch out for Don Flamenco. Yeah! <laughs> That's what I was hoping someone gets the name, too. That's Glass Joe, right? Yeah, he did. His was a French national Yeah, now I know who that's from. Yeah, the French national That was Piston Honda. Yeah. 
Maybe. Well, they all had their own little interest on. That's cool. Yeah, I'm doing that, not doing it justice, but Soda Popinski is what I was trying to do. Mm. It was. Oh. I don't think I even fought him enough to remember the name. <laughs> I fought him way too much. He was the only character I would get stuck on if I ever came back to play Punch Out after some Did time. Did he laugh off. at you? Did he? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's horrible. Big sound. purple cell. Yeah, that laugh just was so <laughs> infuriating, and then when it was followed by a "You retire," it was the worst. Oh, here's one. <laughs> do 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 do. What's that? You know the tune. Come on! I think it's, it's the only music it in the game, although it goes... No, that's that's all. Okay. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Um. <laughs> Which one is that? Oh, duck. Yeah, it's just those tones, and that's the intro title theme. And uh, there was no other music in the game. Diddly doo, doo, doo. And then there would be the uh, the laughing, which also was the most of you. Nobody <laughs> got angrier than at that dog. <laughs> what does this mean? Because that's what he would do. But he's like, thumbs up, I got the duck. No, when you didn't get it, when he was laughing at you, he thumbs up and go, blah, blah, blah. Oh, he was just like, why was mouth. he in Super Smash Brothers? Oh, because it was awesome. Everything was in Super it Smash Brothers. It was awesome. Why, why did that exist? Oh, we're forgetting, um... Yeah, Pokemon. Uh, Changes an entire globe, that song. <laughs> you know what was awesome? Uh, the anime for Pokemon started with that. Do you remember the first episode? Do you remember yeah, the first episode? Yeah, I do. So it would play, and it played... In the... In the yeah, yeah, like, letterbox, like, this is what the intro for the Game Boy game looks like. It was yeah. monochrome, and they played that sound. Yeah. And then they brought it into orchestral, and it zoomed into it, a real Pokemon battle between those two same Pokemon. <laughs> that was, was a great opening! That thing yeah. was a phenomenal... It's like, welcome to the world of Pokemon, for real this time! Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And then Pokemon Snap happened. Pokemon Snap is a well, uh, that's a well-loved weirdo game too, though. It snapped the back of the franchise for a little bit, though. <laughs> well, it's all the weird stuff with Pokemon Stadium, where you had to link up your Game Boy cartridge to the N64. That was weird. Now I must say, to kind of close this out, I think the best um, compilation of songs ever is because of Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. Like, oh my God, the even the first, the one on 64. All the way through the current one, hearing those classic songs in that way, where they match the level that they're on, and they're uh, exciting and fun, and they bring you right back to where mm -hmm. you were when you were playing the original game. That's an incredible thing. Yeah. Like, that's got to be an album. I definitely bought yeah, definitely the physical soundtrack of Smash 4. Smash 4 came out oh, in a double CD too. release. Oh, nice. I, yeah, CDs are still, they're, they're really... You know, you don't buy CDs anymore. But I bought it for this. Yeah. I wanted the double CD set. Well, that had Mega Man and Sonic Classic, right? Yes. So just, I mean, God, I would buy those CDs alone. But mixed in with like new themes that I'd never heard before. Do you remember the first time you heard the Fire Emblem theme? Oh, it's cool. Yeah, it's oh great. I was thinking about that the other day. I didn't even realize it was Fire Emblem theme until I saw a video on YouTube the other day, and I was like, I know this song. I think it's Smash Brothers. But that's the beauty of music. I mean, music is one of those things that can bring people together and it brings together a very special group of people for me when it's video game based music. Like the fact that people are making this metal versions I listen to whenever I'm in the gym, it's a metal version of Castlevania or a nice. metal version of Mega Man and it's played through almost every time. Um, and then when I'm trying to relax at the end of the day, I might find, uh, what's her name, Tina Guo. She did like the Wonder Woman theme on, yeah. on violin. She does violin covers of uh, uh, music themes, and I'll listen to it. It will put me to sleep. 
Oh, nice. Especially if I'm listening to the Nights in the Dream soundtrack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not really, but it's just, it's amazing what they did with things that used to be about as technological as this. And they created music from it, and it's the music that means the most to me. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's the music that sticks with me the most. And I can just wake up some mornings and find myself humming something that, that just affected me during my growth into this 35-year-old nerd I am today, I but I'm just say, like, it's not, I love it. It's not just nostalgia, because I've been playing these games with my, my five-year-old, and she is getting into the music, and she'll recognize it, and she'll be like, oh, that's the song from Kirby. And I'm like, yes, it is the song from Kirby. Yeah. And she's, she gets this music just like we did. It's not just nostalgia. It is actually good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, if you want to learn more about, uh, more about music, video game based. If you want to find people who also love video game music, if you want to play a game, just come in and hum your favorite song, see if we can guess it. Um, <laughs> certainly this is a place for that. Um, we're at Tubby Robot Ice Cream Factory here in Maniunk, and they're all about that kind of stuff. So uh, if, it, if it pulls on the heartstrings like it does me, uh, you definitely want to come in and hang out with these guys. Come on by and listen to the Splatoon 2 soundtrack on the, on the loudspeaker. We do that a lot. <laughs> Anything Steve wants to add right before we finish? Why did final minute? <laughs> I, I was I'm waiting for this. Why did none of us pick a song from DuckTales for the Guess That Tune? Probably because we will all know them immediately. Yeah. I'm thinking, but so I think we should end doing Humming the Moon thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. We just hummed the, the, the you hummed it all. So it's I can put the actual song in. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're humming it right now. We're so good at humming. <laughs> See you guys later. Thanks for hanging out. This has been Tubby Talk, and we appreciate every one of you. You're special. It's such a good feeling. <laughs> <laughs> good night. <laughs>